The world of work is rapidly changing, and the current pandemic has accelerated and accentuated the need for many of us to enhance our skills to thrive in this new world. The DSM Employment Ready podcast series is for the Greater Des Moines workforce to learn tools, tips, and techniques to increase employability value and to become the employee you want to be. You can find resources to improve your talent, skill set, and competencies with the Workforce podcast series. Hi, I'm Matt Elmore with Palmer Group, and I'm here to talk about agile and agility and what it can mean in the face of uncertainty. Agile is a very common term in the IT space. It really comes out of the the Agile Manifesto, which dates back to 2001. And that goes like this. We're uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we've come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. And that is, while there's value in the items on the right, we value more the items on the left. Another way of putting that and the importance of agility in in the times that we're experiencing right now is best put in the terms of Helmut von Matki, the elder. He was a Prussian field marshal who stated that no plan survives contact with the enemy. And right now, uncertainty is certainly the enemy that we're facing in our world. We're experiencing uncertainty like I've never seen in my lifetime. So um, how do we respond to that uncertainty? Well, working from home has become the norm for a lot of people. And working from home has been resisted by a lot of companies with the thought that if I can't see you doing it, you're not actually doing it. But I'm reminded of, uh, of Richard Branson's quote that uh, clients don't come first, employees come first. If you take care of your employees, they'll take care of the clients. Um, that's particularly apropos in that, you know, we need to trust the people that we've hired to do the job. Um, and uh, a second quote that comes to mind from Peter Drucker, uh, professor and business consultant, is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. So what do I mean by that? A culture that values its people, allows them to do their job, whether that be working from home or, or making the accommodations necessary, beats having a big, long, drawn-out plan every day of the week. A big part of the uh, shift in IT from the waterfall approach to Agile was the result of uh, finding that the waterfall approach leads to a lot of rework, big upfront planning. Um, You know, if you've got a project that's going to take three years to deliver, the IT world changes every 18 months. So having that long of a plan in place you're just setting yourself up for rework and uh, and having to face change. There are a few basic principles of agility that that can apply to to business as a whole. The first uh, the first comes down to team size. Teams that are too big are inefficient. Uh, 
the scrum framework for, for agile gives a recommendation of team sizes of seven plus or minus two. Uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon calls it the two pizza rule. If you can't feed the team with two pizzas, the team is too big. The primary reason for those smaller teams is they're able to pivot more quickly and communication overhead does not bog them down. When you stop and think about it and you calculate it out, a seven-member team has 21 communication channels. A five-member team has 10. Nine has 36. But you get to 10 members and it's 45. A 20-member team and it's 190. And quickly, uh, communication can overwhelm any efficiency within the team. So we want to limit the team size and uh, that manages that communication problem. The next thing that we want to do is also applicable to uh, any form of business is to limit the work in progress. A person should be working on one thing at a time. You know, there are dozens of studies that show that the human brain cannot handle multitasking no matter what we all seem to think ourselves able to do. So what the brain actually does is task switch. So every time you change tasks, you've got to ramp back up your focus on whatever the new task is. We want to focus on one thing at a time and, uh, and work on that and complete it rather than bouncing back and forth between multiple tasks. If you've ever been working on something and, and found yourself in the zone and somebody suddenly comes up to your desk and interrupts you, uh, you know that you don't start off exactly where you left off when they showed up at your desk. It takes 10, 15, 20, maybe a half an hour to really get that focus back and, uh, and get back into the zone of, uh, of delivering what you are working on. When you're constantly changing focus, you're going to come to the end of your day feeling like you've worked really hard all day and not accomplished a thing. And, and that generally is not far from the truth because uh, that ramp up time to get back into focus is so difficult and time consuming. You get 10 interruptions a day and, uh, and that can pretty much wipe out your entire day. The next thing is, is working in sprints or time boxing units of work. So uh, break things down into manageable chunks that are easy to define that you can relatively accurately estimate how much time it's going to take to finish that. Uh, by breaking those things down into smaller, ma more manageable chunks, we avoid rework. Uh, rework is, is waste, and we want to avoid waste wherever possible. Secondly, we want to recognize whether or not we're looking at things from the 50,000-foot view or whether we're about to touch down on the runway. We want a good plan for things when we're ready to touch down on the runway, but things are a little more forgiving at 50,000 feet. So uh, keep the runway short and don't over plan your 50,000 foot view. When it comes to planning, we, uh, we wanna plan the work for our next sprint or our unit of uh, time boxing. So think of it 
a typical sprint in in IT is two weeks in length. It's fairly easy to plan out two weeks worth of work, much, much more easy than two months or two years. So you can figure out how much work you can get done in a couple of weeks. You can manage the interruptions that way, manage the tasks, task switching and move forward. So with that planning, the, the team is really agreeing to how much work they can get done. Um, and that commitment to what's going to get done has to take into account who's going to be on vacation, you know, who's got any time off plan. All of those things are going to affect how much work the team can get done during that sprint. We, uh, we want to focus on those things so that we remain more efficient. The next thing about Agile that transfers over well is status, which in the form of Agile IT, we, we use what's called a stand-up meeting. Stand-up meeting occurs daily. The stand-up shouldn't last more than 15 minutes. And only the doers talk during the stand-up meeting. The people that are project managers or interested stakeholders, they're not there to talk. They're there to listen. Um, they can gather the information that they need just by listening. And each of the doers during that stand-up covers three things. They cover what I did yesterday, what I'm working on today, and anything that's blocking my progress on my work for today. If you're just an interested stakeholder and not one of the doers on the team, don't interrupt the stand-up because you're wasting other people's time. If somebody has something that's blocking their efforts, go to them afterwards and ask them about it. Uh, if you're unclear about the status of something, go to that person afterwards and talk to them about it afterwards. Don't keep the entire group there to talk about something that doesn't concern the entire group. We want to do that, those stand-ups on a daily basis. The reason we call them stand-ups, we have everybody stand up. People are much less likely to waste time if they're standing up. If they have a chance to sit down, they're going to talk about the TV show last night or, or things like that. Standing up keeps things focused, gets things done, and we can get back to our work. The next thing that we bring from, from the Agile world is the retrospective. At the end of a sprint, we want to take a look at what went well in that sprint. We want to take a look at what didn't go well. Uh, we want to take a look at the things that we can improve on. We want to uh, give credit to our teammates, offer up kudos where they're where they're warranted. And we want to talk about impediments that are getting in the way of our progress. We've talked a lot about things that waste time. Time sinks don't provide any business value. If we go back to the, to the start of the talk where we mentioned the business value of, of delivery, we want to focus on things that provide the most value. Some of the things that are time sinks in most organizations, a lot of meetings are time sinks. Over the years, I don't know how many meetings I've sat in where I had no input, I had no takeaway, there was nothing discussed in the meeting that I was responsible for or accountable for. There may have been things that I needed to be informed about, 
but I can be informed in, with an email. Um, yeah, I'm reminded of the, uh, of the meme, yet another meeting that could have been replaced by an email. That is critical. Now, can we get away from meetings altogether? No. Obviously, there are going to be meetings in the business place. But some of the things that we can do to make those meetings much more effective are publish an agenda. Adopt a policy that if there's no agenda for the meeting, the meeting doesn't happen. People don't have to show up if there's no agenda published ahead of time. Schedule the meeting for the shortest possible time. How, how often are meetings scheduled for an hour that probably could be covered in a half an hour or less? Uh, so schedule for the shortest possible time. And another trick with that is uh, instead of scheduling it for a half an hour, schedule it for 25 minutes. That way it gives people five minutes to get to their next meeting if they're in a day full of meetings and they don't waste five minutes of the next meeting because they're walking to that meeting from their last meeting. So make effective use of time. Don't don't book in people. Also, if you're scheduling meetings, try to keep the meetings together on somebody's calendar. Give them some time to actually do productive work. If you see a four-hour block in their afternoon from, from 1 to 5, don't schedule something for 2.30. Schedule it for 1 o'clock or schedule it for 4.30. Giving them a block of time where they can focus on work and try to get things delivered. A last thought on meetings is uh, consider having one day of the a week in your organization where there are no meetings, no meetings Friday, where people can just focus on their work or better yet, no meetings Monday when they're coming in fresh and they can focus on work then. Hopefully this gives some ideas about how agility can, can apply to all of the business world and not just to IT. And thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the DSM Employment Ready Podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more tips, tools, and techniques from this series, please visit dsmpartnership.com.